welcome to the Chosen Brew Beer Podcast. My name's Ian McNally and this is the podcast where ordinarily guests talk the way through the six beers that changed everything. However, it's an unusual episode for an unusual time. In my efforts uh, to contribute to keeping in touch in real time with you and the beer community, I thought uh, that took priority over getting the episode out for may but don't worry i will make it up to you we'll we'll definitely get the full uh complement of episodes by the end of the year but i thought this would be a nice one to share with you it certainly evoked a lot of feelings uh for myself with the pubs being closed the importance of the pub and our friends and our community I came up with this idea to do a show as part of the virtual Good Beer Week, which was simply going to be called I Miss the Pub. It was inspired by Luke Robertson from Ale of a Time, who wrote a wonderful article, which is in the show notes, which is called I Miss the Pub. It was very evocative. It was short. It hit home to a lot of people who read it, and I thought it would be great to pay homage to that uh, with some of my uh, friends um, Nick Kappa previous guest of the show also star of Have a Beer Guest the Year which is another online YouTube streaming uh, thing and joining uh, Nick and I for this was comedians Brett Blake Alex Ward and Matt Stewart who are also uh, also have excellent podcasts as well um, particularly when performing live as we record is pretty difficult at the moment for a stand-up comedian in the week that this episode's being released the restrictions are being lifted pub doors are creaking open i think it still might be a while till we're fully back to normal but i still think it's worth taking stock and underlining just what it is about the pub and the essence of the pub what is it that we love here's the recording you can also watch it on youtube uh, but i know a lot of you might listen in the car and listen while you're washing the dishes or doing the housework or uh, all those other lovely tasks that podcasts make a little bit easier i really enjoyed making this and i hope you enjoy it too here's i miss the pub and a big thanks to Luke from my other time. Let's get into it. Nick Capper, Brett Blake, Alex Ward, Matt Stewart, the pub, the great place where we can meet, we can commiserate, we can celebrate, we can be on our own with our friends. The pub is such a forgiving and beautiful place. Nick Kappa, I'm going to start off with you. You grew up in rural New South Wales. I mean, what was the pub like there, Nick? The thing I like about a pub is the, the main reason I go out to the pub is my friend, my friend summed it up the other day. She said, I miss the prospect of meeting new people because you don't usually meet new people, but every now and then you'll meet an absolute bloody character. You know, and and that's kind of what I like about it. Like ninety percent of the time, you don't meet anybody. You just stay with your mates. You have a good night. But then 
every now and then you get a real you get a real clangor of a night and it becomes an absolute not Matt and I were just talking about Goulburn when we uh did a, did a show there and you know just Goulburn just hanging out and then um we meet this lady who was funnier than both of us <laughs> and just regaled us of farming tales the whole night around the fire there's about four or five of us I've never laughed so hard in my life <laughs> it wasn't even close unfortunately we just done a show she yeah. was already getting bigger laughs than us during the show, I reckon. Yeah, with yeah, heckles, she was. But yeah, yeah. She, she owned that town, I reckon. And yeah, you'd only meet her at the Goulburn Club or whatever it was called. Yeah. Great but, little uh, pub. And Alex, Alex do, you, do you aspire to, to grow up to be like that woman one day? I mean... <laughs> Funnier than them? Yeah. yeah. I think she's achieved that probably. <laughs> You're already there. And I aspire to owning a town as well. Yeah. <laughs> and Alex, you, you grew up in uh in Queensland. I mean... Yeah, I grew up in Queensland. My first memories of pub I do go to the pub a lot then and now. Um I've always uh been somewhat of a drinker. Um, but I was thinking about this yesterday. My earliest memories of pubs are actually of taverns. Like my parents would go to suburban taverns. And oh, yeah. So even since I was a child, I loved them because they had the kids' room. And What's a, what's a tavern? Yeah, okay. So a tavern is like, it's basically a building they just chuck into like a suburban shopping area, not like, not like a shopping centre. Um, and it would often be sort of semi-outback steak themed, but not quite. Um, there'd be a pokies section and then there'd be a kid's room as well. So the parents would go and get wasted and the kids would sit in this room that basically looks like every bachelor's rumpus room. Like they, I think most boys grew up aspiring to build that in their own house. So like one pinball machine, a Sega, uh, and three bean bags. Can uh, I... But I that was my favorite. So even when I was a kid, that was my favorite place to go. Can I contrast that, Alex? Uh, sorry to interrupt. Can I contrast that with my experience in Liverpool, where I grew up? We had the cavern, not the tavern, but the cavern where the Beatles played their first gig. Very different. All right, <laughs> we... mate. I mean, sure. Okay, we had the Beatles. Well, Alex had a ball pit at our local, so, you know, we're all achieving things. He's right not to compare them. Regional Queensland pubs are way better than the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, the Beatles like Yeah, but, like, I'm not saying... The Beatles weren't there when it went. It was... Uh, they were... Then what are you bragging about? Two... <laughs> okay, them, so the only people who played at taverns are, like, acoustic cover solo guys. And they only played Horses by Dale Braithwaite. Oh, yeah. Nice. I'd put yeah. Horses up against any Beatles song. Toe to toe. That's my first memory as a child anyway. That was like my favourite place to go was the pub. But then, you know, the older I get, just the less I went into that little room and the more I just stayed trying to get alcohol. There, um, is, there is definitely a contrast, isn't there, between like a place, like any pub is like, can be great and a great place to be in until you turn the lights on and that's a bit like when you get become an adult it's like the place that you loved the pub that you loved as a kid when you're an adult you, the lights are turned on and you kind of see all the stains and all the, the people yeah, yeah. <laughs> like all of the horrible things yeah. that you I, used really to, I used to work at a pub and seeing a pub in broad daylight in the early morning is 
one of the most scarring things you've ever seen in your life. You're like, oh, that's why the floor is sticky. And you're like, oh, what's that in a pint of, in that uh, in that pint in the corner? You're like, all oh, right, that's going in the bin. Like it was the fucking worst. I like it in um in Queensland. You've got a lot of kind of Woolworths, Coles owned taverns. You yeah. know that just very stale kind of. They've got that. All, they've all got that same smell about them. But you don't have them really too much in in Melbourne. But when you do have them, you have a place like the Welcome Stranger, where it's like all of the worst taverns in Queensland in one place. <laughs> like the worst smelling, most pokies, a, a total apocalyptic hellhole. Yeah. <laughs> if you can name a place in Melbourne past 12 o'clock that you can get a better priced beer, I would like to hear about it. Please do not take the Welcome Stranger down. It's a beautiful place that you can still kind of indoor smoke. <laughs> it's also a place, yeah, you can that they'll keep serving you if you're too, like, I was with someone too drunk. It wasn't me. I was still okay just. But they still kept serving her. They just said she had to order mid-strengths. <laughs> <laughs> She was so drunk too. Like even I was like, "You should go." She's like, "No." I was like, All right. Get RSA, RSA. It's kind of <laughs> you it's guys. Strengthen one tally and two glasses. <laughs> Cappy, you got to get out to the Melbourne suburbs more. It's all those sort of taverns with the bistro, restaurant, and the ball pit kids area. That's all of them. Then the pokies room. That's every suburb of Melbourne. And I grew up in Moorabbin. And there was one of those pubs, not in, in the next uh, suburb across, it was called The Banger. And it was exactly what Alex is describing. Yeah. You know, it's like got those four corners and you've got the pokies corner, the bistro corner, the front bar corner, which is sort of, and then with the tab off to the side. I love the, like the smokers section. Yeah. The sheer amount of land mass they acquire. It's like, the, it's like a suburb, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I thought Perth had like, Perth CBD bars are like fucking... They're massive, but when you when you see like a suburban Melbourne bar, you're like, this goes over. Oh man, so many streets. They're the hugest things in the world. Yeah. And you can always actually. It's funny you said they're Woolworths or Coles owned or whatever, because you can always see a Woolworths or a Coles out the window, like with yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter which way you look, you can find one. <laughs> I remember the first time. So I grew up in Moorabbin. That was all I knew. I knew like these. There were three or four pubs in within a half an hour drive. The Edgy in Mentone, the Banger in Bentley, Sandbelt in Moorabbin. And then one night when I was 18, me and my mates drove up over the Yarra into the northern suburbs and we went out <laughs> in, um, in Fitzroy. And I felt like I was walking down the strip in Vegas, you know, with just like <laughs> the lights in my eyes. I was wide-eyed, could not believe it. There were every third or fourth building was a different pub it was it blew my mind it's still like my heart was racing it was one of the best nights of my life <laughs> well, I felt like when I moved I thought I was in Europe or so. I was like there's a fireplace in this pub I was like that's so <laughs> call the police <laughs> if you see something say something <laughs> yeah, it's like coat hooks I was like what's going on is that the movies oh yeah it was crazy when I first moved here I moved from Sydney and I was like wow they still got live music <laughs> like you can see things here like and and the pubs aren't no one's got a uniform or anything it's crazy the, the one that one thing that threw me off they were, they were using actual candles as opposed to those little lights <laughs> in the bottom and i was like whoa <laughs> hang on with naked flames all right <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, it's it's weird how uh, pubs can like vary massively in terms of like they can be in the same suburb or the same street even, and one of them is just unruly, and the other one is like la di da, like I'm really at a miss. Like sh- they should be the same clientele, but somehow like one of them you can normally tell the reputation of a bar by how many um you know on a toilet door they've got all the scars of the previous locks. Like that, that's like that's the way you can tell whether I, I need to get out of here. I finish my drink and how many times they've replaced the toilet roll holder? You know, <laughs> keep going down further. Some guys like no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, one of our favourite pubs, Matt and I used to go to when we lived together in Brunswick was the Retreat, and it was it actually it was the strangest pub ever because. It had a 90s grunge feel about it, yet companies would go there for after-works drinks as well as teens that were on a bender. (laughs) So it was like the weirdest melting pot of people I'd ever seen. It was like a bizarre version of that suburban pub. It had, it's like four pubs in one. Yeah. But they're like, none of them make sense why they're in the same building. There's like a (laughs) jazz band playing in the front bar. Then you got a DJ playing hair metal in the main room. And then yeah, there's suit and ties out in the back on the fake grass beer garden. It's a yeah, it's a great pub, but it doesn't make any sense at all. Big no lane. I remember one time the DJ played Hot Chili Woman by Nose Noise Works. And uh Matt and I were the only people who knew it. Yeah, we realized that day we were we were aging out of it, but um that's when I left Brunswick. One of my things I miss is I used to go to the Great Northern every Sunday after playing indoor soccer, which is a great bar in Carlton. And it had a DJ on all the time. And every weekend he'd be like, hey, you guys ready for it? And people would actively put their head down. He's like, who wants to hear it? And then like no one was engaging. And then he would always play the Ghostbusters theme song. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> the cracking tune. I know it's great to bang on. Have any of you guys um, visited the Valley in Brisbane? Yeah, I love the Valley. Rick's oh, yeah, Bar is one of my all time favorite pubs. Love Which Rick's. One? Rick's Bar. Rick's, oh, so yeah, I used to have $4 basics at Rick's and $4 beers too, like every yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday when I was in uni. Like, I, yeah. and then. And then next to it, it was sort of joined a cafe. It would go from bar to cafe within half an hour, but you had to leave for half an hour. Then you could come back in and have the $4 breakfast. <laughs> I mean, that that breakfast. a fascinating yeah. pub. But I just, I feel like Brisbane has really changed. I know I lived with someone up there who opened one of the first like boutique beer bars called, you might know it, The Scratch. Mm. You might know The Scratch is up there, but um but it's really changed. I feel like now every single pub in Brisbane is also a brewery. I feel like, I don't know if you notice that when you're up there, Matt, there's so many breweries. It's like a shock when inner city pubs aren't also a brewery. Yeah, Brisbane's changed. That area, especially around New Farm and the Valley. They're my favourite, probably my now favourite pub in the world is in the Valley. It's called King Lear's Throne. Have you been there? No, I thought you might say Green Beacon. Oh, Green Beacon's great as well. We had a nice afternoon there, I think, from memory, did we? We did. We had passion fruit sours. Oh, I love that. That's a great beer, the Seven Bells. Oh, I had it the other day. I reckon Brett would love that. It's it's a passion fruit beer, Brett. You're into that? Yeah, love fruit in my beer. (laughs) (laughs) 
But but I do miss the valley. I miss the valley sometimes. Like surprisingly, for such a cons- like conservative bogan area, it was also just the latest two pubs that stayed open were actually gay bars. Like the pubs were the gay bars, and they would stay open later than ever. But I've told Capper about this. What would be so funny is you would just because it was the latest place, the gay bar was actually mostly just filled with drunk office workers. And then you'd have like two out of 10 people were actually gay. And it was just this strange thing where there'd just be drunk people and yeah, yes. I, I can confirm, I used to live very close to a gay bar in Fitzroy when I first moved uh, from Perth to Melbourne. And the, the latest bar that was open, I can't remember its name, but it was on Smith Street. And it, was, it would be open till 3 a.m. And I used to work at a bar. So I'd come from the Imperial Hotel and I'd go straight to that bar and just shoot pool all night with just randos and just be slamming gins till three in the morning or something <laughs> like that. And then just going, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I don't want to make any stereotypes. There's not one gay person here. It's just a, a series of alcoholic people. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I also sometimes wondered how many were closet gays that were just like, nah, it's just after work drinks. I'm an alcoholic, yeah. I swear to God. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, I once walked past this one called the Wickham and I was like it doesn't seem like a gay bar and then one day I walked past and there was a circle of lesbians around one lesbian on the floor doing push-ups and they were like one two three <laughs> and I was like yeah that's a gay bar <laughs> <laughs> cool <laughs> um I remember one time I went to the beat in Brisbane and uh because I don't have kids but all my mates had kids they took their kids to see the uh, Circus Olay or something, like, and they were all from Gunda Windy, and uh, so Circus uh, Olay, yeah. Circus Olay, the Is Mexican that... Cirque du Soleil, Circus Olay. <laughs> it could be Olé! a tribute. It could be a tribute to Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> it could be like Circus Olay. <laughs> there's a there's a Bay Marine at that beat gay club. Is yeah. a what? There's a bay marie, like you know, where you keep food warm. They keep that is great. That is practical and good, and I love it. Yeah, that should be in every pub. Peak Brisbane. I remember, uh, yeah, the the um, the like they they took their kids and then they put their kids to bed and then they said, okay, let's go out and party. And um, <laughs> I'm just there with with about five mates from Gundawindi, and I just never thought I'd see it. A mate, he's huge. He's like head mechanic at the Toyota in Gundawindi, and he's just having a chat with a man who's pouring him a slushy with no shirt and a bow tie. <laughs> just going, yeah, what are these like? Can I try out one of these? <laughs> You're like, that's why you miss the pub. Like, that doesn't happen at home, you know? <laughs> Not at your house. It happens at mine. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's the last time. That's why you always get me to wear my shirt there. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> it made me have a little moment today because a mate is in, he's living in Perth at the moment and the bars are kind of open on a smaller scale. And I mean, I know we all got pint glasses at home, but he had a pint glass full of cold beer poured out of a tap at a pub. And I've never been more fucking angry to see an image in my life. I was like, damn it, that's what I want more than anything in the world. <laughs> like, what, what is it about a pub, though? Like, you know, we can all drink at home. We can actually go to a pub now and get fresh beer off tap and take it home and drink it. Yeah. But what does something about a pub, isn't it? Like, does something just... What is it? Why is it we want unknown. to be in the book? I reckon every great story you've ever had in your life has come from a starting at the pub. You know what I mean? There's not a no one's ever been like, well, guys, you know what happened to me at work today? It was the craziest thing ever. You're like Friday night, 
beers. I started at three. Guess what happened? Yes, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> what What is the best night to be in the pub? Ooh, Monday. Because because you're all you're all comedians, and a lot of the work for comedians is kind of towards the start of the week, and then you know maybe Friday you like working Friday Saturday hopefully. Not now. I don't want to be a bit of a sore point. Thanks to for talking about it. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. that. This uh, this live stream brought Fridays. to you by JobKeeper. Um, <laughs> we Fridays at the pub. They're too busy with the office workers. Yeah, I love the yeah. off days. The the they're the ones where the random fun happens, where you're just going in on a Monday or a, a Tuesday. You're in a different city and uh, nights just evolve into something out of nothing. <laughs> no one knows your name. <laughs> do, you, do you also find like when you're in the pub on a earlier in the week is that and if you're in in somewhere if you're like you, you don't have to go to work the next day that there's almost like there's different speeds of people working and you've got to find somebody who's going to be at the same speed as you like a group of people who are operating on this you know the ones that will talk to you for 15 minutes and then say oh we're going to this place do you want to come with us like you've just got to have that perfect synergy to work it out. But it, I mean, it doesn't happen to me, but I, I love a, I love a pub. Like when it's raw, like raw at like 11am when you walk in, like, especially when you're on holidays, because if you're away for like two weeks or whatever on holiday and you know, you've got no work the next day and you know what you're doing, you're just going to get on the beers, but going in where they've just put the chairs out and been the first person in there, getting the first pint, which is probably the worst pint in there all night, but it doesn't matter. That to me is like, oh, dream. I love I love characters, you know, like the, I'm choosy about my pubs now because you gotta go in there and there's gotta be there's gotta be a lot more prospects, a lot more characters, you know. It's gotta be a family owned or a small bar where things can get out of hand or they got some bar flies there that might talk to you. Brett and I um Brett came out and spent Christmas with my family once and we had to meet someone in Stanthorpe. And I said, oh, let's just have a beer at this pub in Stanthorpe. And um, they had vodka Red Bulls in the fridge. And I said, I haven't seen those vodka Red Bulls in a while. What's, what's the Red, Red Bear. Red Bear, that's right. Red um, Bear, and it's like 10%. It's awful. Yeah, yeah. What did the lady say? She goes, look. We're only allowed to serve them till 7 p.m. And then after 7 p.m., they get removed from the fridge because people get so wild. <laughs> but do you remember what that guy did to me at that party? Oh, yeah, that, uh, yeah. Yeah, you say. you say. So I was, um, so, you know, uh, WA boy to Melbourne. And I was staying with Nick Capper's family for Christmas. And they bought me a, a brand new Sheridan. I was like, great, love it. Can't wait to keep this one around. And uh, Sheridan? Sheridan? Did you say Sheridan? What do I say? Sheridan. You talking about a Sharon? Sharon. Sorry. I thought Sheridan. I think you're talking about bed sheets or something. Anyway, mate, you've lost it. Guys, I'm actually a fan of netball. It's been a lie the whole time. Sorry, brand new Sheridan. I think I saw the hotel and like logo today. It's been in my head. Brand new footy. There we go. And I was kicking it around the pub, fucking around. And not realizing I was in, you know, I was in, you know, rugby league territory. And this guy who owned the bar, this old soul to the earth that must have, you know, generations of the bar, he saw the football and something turned in his stomach. He's like, not in my bar. He walks out to the back. He's got a rugby league ball, deflated, empty skin. 
walks up to me, slams it on top of my footy and goes, now that's a ball. <laughs> <laughs> Just walks off and I was like, all right, mate, calm down. And he goes, what he said, have you got a team? And he and he goes, no. Nah. And he goes, that's your team. It was was it Balmain or something? Yeah, it was some weird team. Yeah, it was Tigers. I think. And then yeah. I said, oh, WA used to have a team, the Western Reds. And he goes, where are they now? I said, they don't exist. He goes, exactly. And then walked off. I was like, that's pretty cool. Dude. Well, I think yeah. there's a lot, there's something in that for everyone, Brett. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed it. But yeah, I love my favorite pubs now, I reckon, are the country pubs. They're the perfect mix of those weird suburban pubs and the cool sort of, uh, you know, the one off pubs. They're, they're normally not a big chain and they've got the characters because every town's got the best characters. They're, you know, the, the celebrities of the town, like that woman we met in Goulburn, Nick. Oh. Every town's got a woman like that or a man like that. And it's, I love going to those places. You sit at the bar and that's all around the world, I reckon. I've met those people. In England and in America. And it, it doesn't take long if you're sitting in one of those kind of pubs for them to come and find you. They sniff you out somehow. I think oh, you yeah. I think you know that they're they're a character if you if they can be described by just one aspect. So like if it's yeah. like, Oh, you know Sid. Yeah, the one with the red jacket, that's enough. <laughs> or like, you know, Peter oh, red jacket yeah. Sid, yeah, 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 yeah. No, Peter, the dandruff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's that <laughs> as if it's any more you know, he's got a red car and he drives no, no too much. Yeah, Sheridan Sharon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sheridan <laughs> Sheridan Blake. I mean, I could have got away with that being a pomp, but you, you... <laughs> Sheridan. I was genuinely confused, that's all. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Look, I didn't mean to call you life. out. I know you got trouble with letters and stuff. About words from a dyslexic man. <laughs> oh, no, particularly after all these bloody. Must admit, I'm not a fan of the crafties, but I'm a fan of the dark lord from the uh, the mill. Get around it, but Jesus Christ, they can knock the socks off. Brett, that, <laughs> yeah. that's like a, that's a black IPA. That is one of the <laughs> that draws the line in the sand in the craft beer world. A lot of people are very divided on black IPAs, and you're just drinking it like it's emu export. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mate, I found a carton of Dan Murphy's the other day, the export. I got another one. Oh, Jesus Christ, I'm living the dream at the moment in ISO. Is it 30 cans in a... It used to be, uh, I used to have a saying, it's called, uh, back in Perth, 30 cans for $32, making money. (laughs) 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 Uh, uh, I remember I was in your neck of the woods, Ian, once. I was working at a a place... uh, called Twyford in England and uh they had this I worked in a pub so you get Wednesdays off whatever but I went to this one place one night I just stumbled into this pub and um just by myself and it was just a bunch of old people had this dude named Frankie and it was called Frankie's Wheel and he's like step right up to Frankie's Wheel it was like the lamest game ever it just had all these old depressed people playing this game and I thought it was the best thing ever you could win pro- Frankie was the most uncharismatic dude, <laughs> just turning this wheel. And anyway, I bought I bought a heap of mates there the next Wednesday that all worked at the pub, like Hungarian and stuff. And this Frankie got so excited; he had young people in the pub, and things just got more and more out of hand. We 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 cheated, so we won more drinks, and we just got very, really, really drunk. And then we turned the music up, we were dancing, everything. It chased probably 90% of Frankie's audience out. And 
I remember at one point the wheel was broken. <laughs> I don't know how hard it got out of hand, but I went back the next week and they're like, I said, is Frankie's wheel on? They go, Frankie's wheel has been cancelled. <laughs> oh, you killed Frankie's wheel. Frankie killed Frankie's wheel. <laughs> yeah, that, I think those nights are often some of the most memorable where you basically take over the pub. Yeah. yeah. It becomes your own private pub, why not? We were in... Um, in Krakow in Poland a few years ago, went to Auschwitz for the day. Very. How was the pub? <laughs> it was a, you know, it was, it was a big a day. Beat week, everybody. Massa might just mute everybody uh, just <laughs> so he can get through the next 30 seconds. I feel it's crucial that we. <laughs> well, so obviously it was a pretty heady day. We, you know, took a lot in. We're all feel, feeling pretty glum. We got. Uh, we went to a pub. We had one quiet beer afterwards, and some other people who were staying from around Europe was um, staying next door. They came and they said, "We're going to go party," and we're like, "We can't party tonight. We've just seen too much today." They all went out, and then the bartender um, sent a drink over to one of my mates. She goes, "Hey, you're cute. You want a drink?" And then it felt, you know, those nights where it's just like click, and then all of a sudden, I'm behind the bar pouring the drinks. <laughs> My mate's dancing with his shirt off over a, a, a stool. Uh, he's taking his... They're playing Lady in Red, like an old <laughs> song. And my mate's put his shirt on a bar stool. It's a red shirt. And he's slow dancing with the stool as as the rest of those guys came who'd left six hours earlier. They walk in to what they thought was this sad crew just been Auschwitz. And we're just off our fucking dials. <laughs> And I don't know how that happened, but it was I guess I do know. It was just the bartender gave us one drink and that made us forget about um the Nazi atrocities. But <laughs> I didn't know where that story was going when I started. That makes sense. When something that when you Fuck, I was gonna let you just hang yourself on that one, brother. <laughs> you were just real stressed out and then you had one second of relief and you went nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there was a tension build up that it got burst, and when it got burst, we just lost our minds. <laughs> And that only happens at a pub. <laughs> and that's why I miss pubs. <laughs> you know when you're thinking about the Holocaust and then you can't go out to the pub? Then <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to Auschwitz and just go straight to that pub. I'm not going to yeah. see Auschwitz. Yeah. No, I reckon that's probably what we should like, I had a great time. Good pub. I'm just staying well, very quiet right now. Uh, just uh... I love hidden. I love hidden bars. I remember when I was in um, no. Rome. In, <laughs> it's not a pub, I guess it was a bar, but I was in um, Rome in Italy. Also, not great over there at the moment. Just to bring that up too. And uh, and I remember I was just with a friend, and we we're just like walking around, and we were completely lost. We had no idea where we were, but we just found our way in like a tiny laneway, and we just kept walking. And eventually, yeah, we just found this bar manned by one woman and she didn't speak any English and we were just like Can we have a drink and she's like kind of annoyed she was like yeah I guess <laughs> come in and uh but that ended up being one of those nights where she, like a friend she had she called someone and then her friend came around about half an hour later who did speak English and just became the translator and we bought beers and we were drinking these like Italian beers and then um halfway through the night she just brought over like a bottle of spirit and put it down and then I said how much and she was like 
don't worry about it. Oh. And they just pulled our shots. And then her friend translated to us, first customer in a week. <laughs> we <were> like, <laughs> <laughs> but it was actually such a cute little bar. Like if it was in Melbourne, it would be so popular. Like it was yeah. just, and it was so sweet. And that lady would hate it if it was popular. Oh yeah, she loved that we were the first customers. Like, you know, she's like, I don't want anyone here again for a week, basically. It's too much. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a pub where I uh, grew up in, in Liverpool. It's in a city centre, but it's kind of, um, and it's in a prominent place, but it's just a really small bar, like long corridor pub. But the best thing about it is that there's a slope, uh, which is about one and a half metres from top to bottom of the pub. So you you buy your pints and you put it on the table and it's it's sloping like it's like this just oh, on really? the table yeah it's superb and it's a, like amazing beer but you could only probably fit about 20 25 people in there uh and the pub ne- there's a pub next door and it's that's unruly they do karaoke like from 11 a.m until they close and there's starting karaoke at 11 a.m yeah. yeah uh the the birthplace of the beatles and uh <laughs> There's a clock in there, but the clock is on the ceiling, which is which is very telling. Time to go home. I want to see, and also the slope helps you get out. It's a, but I I love pubs that have some sort of unique like feature yeah. like that, which have some sort of, you know, it's my, not just like a tavern that's been prefab built. My my local pub, I love, hate, and I can't decide what I like about it. So, you know, I come from Forestfield in uh, Perth bit of a rougher area but the the local pub you can still bring in photos of like the best even though we're like an hour away from the ocean you can still bring in photos of cool fish you've caught and put it up on the wall and they're like yeah we love that (laughs) and then um they had a jukebox for years so it's like it's a classic kind of shit pub attached to a bottle shop doesn't really know its identity there's a pool table uh and there was a jukebox which no one ever used for years but if you Play, put money in the jukebox to take over all the speakers, but because there's all these crusty tradies and old blokes in there, no one's ever touched it. So every time I used to come back home to Perth, I used to put on the worst songs you can imagine, like, you know, Jar Rule, like Exhibit, and like Mika, or, or something weird that they would like, all the guys would be like, feel uncomfortable for about 15 minutes. And me and my mate did one where we just, we just kept going like for two hours. And then we came back two days later jukebox was gone <laughs> you're like no thank you <laughs> i took kappa there one time and it was jesus christ it was quite an experience oh man it's great the thing that you told me about perth pubs is for some weird reason now in my opinion perth has probably the most beautiful beaches in the world yeah i'd say the most beautiful beaches but what happens on australia day brett to every fucking pub that is less that is more than a kilometer away from the beach so we it's i don't know if this is a thing and i i, I always just assumed it was part of everyone's culture and I'm, I'm it actually upsets me it's not so because we're in about you know 40 minutes inland an hour in like near the hit like it doesn't make any sense while i'll be there in industrial area but uh every australia day they just they get seven trucks of white sand and just dump it inside so the whole Public. I'm talking carpets, I'm talking outdoor areas become, and then they just chuck out like four big beach balloon things that you hit around and they go, yep. 
that's it. <laughs> You're at the beach, guys, and you go like, what the fuck is this? Apparently they do this all over pubs in Perth. Yep. What's that the sounds like a nightmare. Whack it all down, and that's where you're pretty much at the beach. Why would you, why would you travel an hour to go see the most beautiful beach in the world <laughs> when some guy who's just been in the pisser and has wee on his foot and trodden through all this, you can you can walk in that as well. And then what do they do the next day? Oh, they're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Takes a long time to get it out. <laughs> can you imagine vacuuming sand out of a carpet? <laughs> like, I'm talking an inch through everything. <laughs> Why do they do that? I couldn't, I couldn't understand it at all. It was so funny. But I would say from a technical point of view, work in hospitality before, if someone does a spew or spills a beer, next day, Australia Day's a message day, see you later, it's out with the sand. Oh, I don't know how, Ian, but so, somehow you've watered, you've muted water. I don't know how. Oh. Or is uh, water muted itself? Okay, I am that. unmuted. No, well... <laughs> I, the dog barked and I muted and then it said only the host can put you back. <laughs> oh, so it's your fault then. <laughs> yeah, t- first part was my fault. Second part, yeah. I was <laughs> that, How good, like, if you could mute people in the pub, that would be sensational. Like, so oh, God. Be. I'd love to have muted some, you know, every, like, second 50-year-old guy leaning into my ear. <laughs> yeah. What are you a few doing nights I would have been happy to mute Kappa, I reckon. Probably every no second way. night the we're best, at the pub. The best thing I ever heard working hospitality for a couple I of years. I bring the party. <laughs> best thing I heard working hospitality for a couple of years was an old guy leaning in and goes, the internet, what has it really done for anyone? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you did, are fucking lost. Did brother. you Google it? Or what? <laughs> <laughs> I had to Google it. What has the internet ever done for anyone? Alex, I was, I'm going to direct this question at you because... The last time I was in uh, in Queensland, I and this is probably unfair, really, because it was the Gold Coast, and it, it, I found the pubs and the bars overwhelmingly masculine. Like I, I just found, yeah. I feel, found them incredibly threatening. Like I'm, I'm from an industrial town in the north of England. I thought I could hold my own, but it turns out no. <laughs> the Gold Coast. I was just like, I mean, is that? Is that true in Queensland? That yeah. Places yeah, like that? yeah, it really is. I, I mean, like, obviously not not all Queenslanders, but um, the ones who will want to make themselves a Nolan do tend to be quite like that. I think the best quote I have, this isn't like a PG show at all, is it? Anyway, this guy at the bar, <laughs> no, I've said it at the late. bar, I said at the bar, this guy comes up to me and he goes, oh, you're pretty fit. He goes, you do, you do, you do Taekwondo? I was like, no. <laughs> and he goes, well, first assumption, Taekwondo must be, yep. He goes, you look like someone who wouldn't let a guy just fuck you and walk away. <laughs> I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> I think I met that guy. I don't know if he wanted to have sex with me or not. I was like, <laughs> make Gold it Coast, more clear. The Gold Coast is another world, though. Like, we all go down and do comedy there oh, twice a year, and it's... It is another world. Like, it, it is the weirdest place on earth. It, it, is, it is so its own. I hope some, some good pubs get built there soon because it is mostly taverns, you know. I think you'll find that a lot of the less, the people that don't fit that calibre, they're at the surf club. Mm. Like, a lot of, like, that's where you want to go. Great bar. 
Yeah, yeah. So that's where you want to go, um, Ian, if you want to, like, just not be overwhelmed by that kind of character. That's that's tend to be, like, where the the regular people hang but, out. But then equally, I'm overwhelmed by being a man from Northern England in a surf club. It's like, it's not my natural habitat either. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, so it's, it, I'm uncomfortable in most places, yeah. so I just have an extra few drinks and then I'm fine. Let's yeah. beat the palest man here. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. I think last time me and Matt Stewart together in the Gold Coast, I mean, I don't know how crook this story's going to go, so feel free to, anyway, it's live. <laughs> um, we were at a gig and these guys, I, I just recently gave up smoking um, and uh, these guys said, hey, do you want to have a, a vape? I was like, oh, a, you know, nicotine vape. I was like, man, that's so nice. And keep in mind, they were like rough looking guys, you know, sleeve tattoos, neck tattoos, whatever. You know, so I started tugging away on this vape. And then uh, I was like, oh, I feel, I was like, oh, that's a bit weird. And he goes, oh, yeah, it's, um, it's pure cannabis oil. I was like, well, thank you very much for wrecking my night. And then every time they would take a, a sip from their beer, they would do this. They'd put their hand up with their finger up. And all three of them had a tattoo that said, send it. Right. And I said, what's, what's, what's send it. This is before everyone knew what, you know, kind of send it was. And he goes, mate, when you're at the pub and the police are coming at you, you fucking send it to one of those, right. When you're at the park, you know, you're drinking beers with your mate, you send it down your mouth. Right. And then he goes to the crookest thing. He goes, and when your missus is riding your reverse cow glue, you I was like, oh, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm done. <laughs> Thank you very much, right? And uh, welcome to the Gold Coast, bitch. Yeah, it's a different world there. I, I, I'm very happy that um, that went over my head. So, uh, I, but I'll just say thank you to my parents for that. Uh, so. <laughs> hey, Ian, can I can I quiz um, Kappa? Where do you reckon this beer's from? Look at that label. So summery, beachy on the bay. From somewhere in Victoria, where do you reckon? Kaiju Crush. Oh, I forget where they're from. Dandenong. Oh, that, Dandenong. Does that say Dandenong to you? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, no, it's, it's that, it actually on it. specifically it's from Dandenong South. So <laughs> I love the marketing work done on that. I love it. That's the best marketing I've ever seen. Does anyone know where this one's from? Oh, Colonial they're from Port Melbourne or something, aren't they? Port yeah. Melbourne, yeah. That's what I'm trying to decide because right. they, well. they have a logo, but one side says Margaret River and one side says Port Melbourne. Yeah, so part of the colonial group who have, they have a brewery both in Margaret River and in Port Melbourne. But oh, if, come if to you, the right place, Alex. And I've, I've got an a, a Australian classic, the Bridge Road, Beechworth right. Pale, oh, right. which is, I mean, I thought claiming Ned Kelly I don't know. Is that still controversial, or since Mick Jagger played him, it's fine? Is well, it? There's a I lot. I think of Mick Jagger ruined Kelly for us. <laughs> Capra and I uh, went up on a little tour up to New South Wales. We drove through Glen Rowan, which is like one mm. of the. It's where the home of his last stand, and they certainly have not jumped off Kelly. <laughs> the uh, every shop was selling all sorts of merchandise, including like what was there was they mashed up stuff like uh, Ned Kelly on a motorbike. Um, yeah. they got they, a really they, tall statue of him as well. Yeah, oh yeah. like that. Yeah, iconic. We're talking about that. Must have been a marketing ploy because 
the amount of patriots that ride Harley Davidsons, <laughs> they're like, all right, Ned Kelly shirts aren't selling good. Let's put him on a Harley <laughs> Davidson. And they, there were hardly any there. They, <laughs> they were going okay. through the door. I love that they go into like a website and just find all the things that you can get, like bottle opener, coaster, and there's like, all right, we can get a Ned Kelly helmet with an apron with big tits coming out. That's hilarious. People will love that. It's relevant. The Venn diagrams are all Ned Kelly, Harley <laughs> Davidson, gun owners. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right, now, can we get a Ned Kelly ride-on Esky somehow? What <laughs> that? If that's an option, I'd actually, love one of those, Brett. I would actually love that as well. I love it that also, that's what I miss about pubs as well, if you've got to find a good one, um, but there is a good one in every town, I think. It's true. Because we, uh, Matt and I have been to Canberra a few times together and we found some some decent pubs there. Yeah, people oh, say it's a, there's no good pubs, but there definitely are a few good ones there. I reckon there's good pubs everywhere. Yeah. yeah. and Ned, Some Ned, places it's the only good place to go in the whole city is the pub. Go, yeah. yeah, and Ned Kelly would uh, fulfil a criteria of a character for the bar because you'd say, oh, you know, Ned... Yeah. yeah, that's it. Where's the bin on his head? Just yeah, one thing. Old yeah. bin Ned. That was it's what they used to call him. <laughs> I feel like I differ in the aspect that everyone's talking about wanting to talk to characters. Like, I don't mind observing the characters, but I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't love it. Maybe it is coming from Queensland. It just is too much. Like, my, I've outdone myself by the time I was 22 with characters. But I, um, I love just like, you know, like, I feel like now it's, right now this isn't the case in the world, but you guys would relate when you just have to kill an hour before a gig or something. Like my favorite thing to do is just be alone at the pub mm. and it's not always beer. Maybe I just want a glass of wine, but like, yeah, I want, I think it's so cozy. It's just so cozy. I don't want to go. I could go home and kill an hour, but I don't, I'd rather just go to the pub and like sit on the corner, even like, especially like even a kind of crappy Irish pub and just have like a Guinness. Yeah. Just hide away in the corner. If someone talks to me, then they're ruining my night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of with you with characters. I mean, there, there are some that you've got to tread carefully. There's a one in uh, Liverpool folklore who who was uh, characterised in a TV show in in 1982, but it, it, he was known as Shake Hands, and he was a, a very big bloke who would just walk up to anyone in the pub, anyone who walked in, whether he knew them or not, and he'd just go, "Shake hands," <laughs> and then he would crush their hand. And he, he would measure their character by how hard he could crush their hand and whether they gave in. And then if they went to the floor, he'd buy them a pint. And that was... <laughs> there is a fine line between character and fuckhead, isn't there? Real... Yeah, yeah. Oh, getting that line where they know when to walk away, when they know, they know when to kind of keep the party going but not interject too much, that's a good character. Yeah. But when you get a character that just gets too deep and meaningful too quickly and kind yeah. of almost aggressive with the friendship, you yeah. know that's not a good character. No, yeah, the best characters have self-awareness. Yeah, yeah, when they walk up to you, they're like, what are you having there, an ale? Yeah, my ex-wife used to drink an ale. <laughs> <laughs> Start breaking down. I think it's because I've got a weird head people think I'm just open to invitation to chat all the time and I am, but my, my brother and I, we always 
always any time we go to a party we get cornered by the by the widow or the guy having a deep meaningful and I, I reckon we'd have a book on the amount of people that have I, I I just wish one time I had a demeaning scowl you know what I mean like a scowl that would kind of chase these guys off a bit but it's all it's all my brother and I talk about you know so that's why I do like the characters is you don't talk about the nights where you had a had a great night where you met nobody and nobody disturbed you. <laughs> you have the really good nights when some character kind of ruins it a little bit. <laughs> there's also the next three bars. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's the, also the, this thing, which is, I don't know if this is un, a uniquely male thing, but the chat at the urinal, like the chat oh. in the toilets. That's... You mean you do it or you don't want it? I, I don't want it, but no. people do it. No, and generally, yeah, the choice of, like, if there's separate... It, this is a, an area of the pub that we seldom talk about or want to talk about, but it yeah. seems like a great opportunity because you are a captive audience yeah. <laughs> for people. You can't just walk away. Um, so that's a, a punishing one for me. One of, one of my favourite things I did for a while was uh, on... On uh, Hoddle Street, there was this little pub where a lot of, you know, old people used to go, had a lot of bar flies. And they'd always put the footy on and I'd go there after a gig. And it was just awesome watching everybody, no one you knew, but you all went for opposing teams or different teams. And uh, you, you were all together watching that game, but you didn't know each other. And it was great. You know, one time there was a guy who had some weird multi that it, that the, the uh they had to kick some kind of amount of points like lead by some kind of amount of points and watching the points go up and down and this guy's mood change up and down like watching buy us all drinks and then all of a sudden the other team would come up it was it was the best night ever you know and he was like this stumpy old guy with a wallet full of cash you know he you know those guys who just have a wallet full of cash he's like here you have a drink oh no they're down oh Come on, you bastard! You know, and it wasn't. I was, I was confused because I thought you were either going for a winning team, or you weren't. You know, <laughs> this guy wanted to. He didn't care who won. It was just a certain amount of points that they won by, and it was just the best night of my life. You know, that was the best night of your life. <laughs> <laughs> the best night of his life was watching a gambler lose his mind. Yeah, but he had a, a fat wallet, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're talking of talking of gambling. There was uh, there's a pub in Liverpool called the Pilgrim, which is a, a place where John Lennon used to drink. <laughs> Clang, and uh, he <laughs> they have oh, a is it the Beatles stream. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um... I miss the Beatles. <laughs> Look, it's been a hard day's night. We, um, <laughs> we, it's got the the toilet has got a trough, and one of my friends who seldom bought a pint, he was really tight, but he used to play a game. It was a, a student pub, and he used to at the start of the night he'd put a, a ten pence piece in the trough, and just forget about it. And then next time he went to the toilet, would see if it was still there. And then he would raise the stakes as the night went on. So if the 10p disappeared, he'd put 20 pence. If that oh. disappeared. So, and, and this trough would always be at least an inch full of. Uh, oh, <laughs> so like, this is the type of thing. I hope he didn't do this at home, 
but it is the type of thing that you can only do in a pub. Um, you saying John Leonard would steal coins out of the urinal? <laughs> no wonder he's rich. <laughs> Over his dead body. Come on. I feel like the game would work better if you started Let hiring. It be, and got Let, it <laughs> Let him pee. Let him pee. That's a. <clears throat> <laughs> now, has, has anybody got? Uh, we've we haven't got too long left. Has anybody got a favourite pub that they'd like to uh, give a mention to? Uh, I'd say uh, I love the retreat in Abbotsford. I took you there, Ian. It's great. Yeah, it's like... the the thing that really um, I don't know if it stressed me out or it was really enchanting was uh, I don't know if you remember Nick, but when you, when we went to the retreat, I I looked down at the the floor. And at the crack where the floor meets the bar, you could see the cellar underneath, like yes. daylight underneath. And it was, right. oh, it was, it was quite something. <laughs> <laughs> they, we went there one time for a roast. The roast on a Sunday are great. And uh, there was a guy playing guitar and he was insane. I was like, I said to my housemate who plays guitar, I was like, is that guy really good? Because he's playing like two different, I think he's playing the rhythm and the other section. I don't know what the other one is, the lead and the rhythm or something. And he goes, yeah, man, he's insane. And I went back there later on. I go, oh, that's a guy from the band Taxi Ride. <laughs> he just comes down and plays at the retreat sometimes. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was John Lennon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Taxi Ride, John Lennon. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty close. Oh, uh, they're really good. Brett, do you have a favourite pub? I'd have to say it's my the pub that I have my comedy club in is the 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 Coopers Inn only because the owner is the coolest guy mm. and the manager the coolest people ever. Like even ones like as a joke, um, when they weren't there, I went in re I pulled all their beers out of their shelves and I restocked it all with Emu Export as a joke. So they'd come back in the morning. Joke was on me because it's an Eagles you know the Eagles home ground. It sold out of EMU Export within a day, so they would have made like six, you know, six hundred bucks off that, and they didn't send me one cent. I was like, if that's not love, I don't know what is. <laughs> but it's it's like a traditional old pub, pub, you know, pint of beer, a good parma, and I'm like, I love it, I love it. It's it feels like home, and it's kind of cool because they they don't they don't open on Sundays. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's kind of cool in a way. It's just like, no, fuck you. All <laughs> in church. Uh, Alex, <laughs> Alex, do you have a favourite pub? I'll give two mentions. I like the Royston in Richmond, oh, yeah. which is down towards Burnley. Um, my partner worked there briefly, but that's when I found out about it. And so a friend of ours also would go, love it. It's so cosy and really good beer. Actually, I think Greddy, um, the owner of Cooper's just bought place, well, right before coronavirus, which sucks, um, called The London, which is The awesome. London's beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. It's the closest place to my house. So people will soon be able to figure out where I live if I give them one more. But you like, know Mocker's going to be there and be drunk every night and giving you free beers. So you're going to love it even more. Yeah. Once it is, I just keep I keep trying to pressure him to let dogs come so I can take my dogs. But um, okay. And then the last one, I like the Napier in Fitzroy. Oh, that's a great... That's the best food. Best, best. Yeah. Food. Okay, that's probably why that's that would be my favorite. Oh, the Royston food's incredible too, but the Napier of the food too. Yeah, 
Oh, the Royston's in like Abbotsford, Richmond area, isn't it? Yeah, and they also just got the Park Hotel, which is near the retreat. That's such a good yeah. part. Yeah. Well. They're actually a weird triangle in Abbotsford, and they, there's no three better pubs in the same block. The Park, the Retreat, and the Yarra. I love the Yarra. Also, all within, um, all within like five minutes, five meters of each, or five minutes of each other. It's the, the Bermuda Triangle. a whole separate vegetarian menu at the Yarra. So if you have vegetarian friends, you can wow them. And at the Carring Bush as well, they have vegetarian. Oh, so good. That's my girlfriend's favourite pub, the Carring Bush. Bush. Amazing. Yeah. Fuck, I need to go to a pub right now. So many good options there. I'll go further afield, back to um, what well, I did say before in the Valley, uh, Kingley's Throne is probably my favourite pub up in Brisbane. Hey, Matt, um, where is that, by the way? It's on, oh, I mean, I know how to walk there, but it's, you know, what's the <laughs> the road where Rick's is on the corner of? Not uh, the not the mall part of it. If you if you um, walk in. It's not the W, even I've forgotten, but yeah, I know it. Yeah, yeah. Something like Winston or something like that. It's yeah. on that, it's on that street. Wickham. Wickham, yeah, I think that's right. And it's it's really close to that intersection. It'd be a five-minute walk. Some of it or not. All right, I'll go. I'll the sick pub, around. you should go there. They play, yeah, great sort of punk sort of music and it's just a small, cosy place where everyone's lovely and it's it's so fun and, and nice. Cool. But in, in Melbourne, Moorabbin's changed. Since I, I left there 10 years ago, my parents still live there. So I go back and visit them and they take me to their new local, which is sick. It's called the Grape and Grain right at Moorabbin Station. And there were, you know, if there were pubs like that when I was younger, I might not have ever left Moorabbin. But um, yeah, there there wasn't. There is now. It's a, a huge bottle shop, but it also has a, a a license to serve beers as well. And it's sick. It's so good. And they let you bring Indian food in from next door. And the Indian's awesome. It's so good. And it's right next to the station. Everything about it, I love it. I wish I, wish I was there right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and really lovely uh, people who run it as well. Just great totally. people. Um, my favourite would probably be the Globe back in Liverpool. That that sloping pub is just great, and uh, probably lo- the local tap house. I'll give a shout out to in in uh, St Kilda, which is oh, another local, great yeah, pub. Just best Palmer in Melbourne. It's just a great pub. The variety of spaces and winter, great comedy summer, night on Monday nights, and yeah, the longest running comedy night in Australia, I believe, uh, run by Janet there uh monday nights so hopefully get that it's a they're running on online version actually aren't they um but yeah we'll uh look we're seeing in the chat here that you know luke who wrote that article has just put in the chat um cheers gang uh fucking miss the pub now dying to have a dumb night with random drunks now so <laughs> i think that, that is a very apt uh ending so thanks to luke uh not only for providing the inspiration for tonight uh, but for all the efforts uh, for putting beer together and keeping people connected when the pubs are shut and uh, giving the beer community a place to uh, be in the online space. Nick, Brett, Alex, Matt, like massive thanks to you as well. Thanks for, generate, uh, for donating your time. I, I'm sure your faces, everybody, will remember in the beer community and buy tickets for your shows when that's possible. Um, and also listen to your uh, many podcasts that you're you're all involved in. Um, so uh, please do follow um, all of these uh, wonderful comedians online as well, and Instagram and all the rest of the real good beer week. But thanks very much. Thanks everyone. Cheers, man. Thank you, mate. So that was it. 
I miss the pub. Uh, uh, I get quite a lot of abuse just by the way I say pub. It's it's the U sound. I just can't mug, cup, pub. As simple as that. I just can't help it. Uh, I won't say any rude words with the the letter U in. Um, you might need a few pints of me before I I will stretch to that. But um, but thanks so much for listening uh, to that. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you can support Brett Blake and Nick Capper and Alex Ward and Matt Stewart and all the other wonderful live stand-up comedians that we have in Melbourne. Um, They all had their comedy festival shows cancelled and it'll be great when everything's up and running that you can go and see them live uh, in a room somewhere just as stand-up comedy should be watched and digested and enjoyed. Looking forward to the next episode of the Chosen Brew Beer Podcast where a guest will take you through the six beers that changed everything and go on another wonderful beer journey. In the meantime, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, send me a message, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Send an email. You can contact me through the chosenbrewau.com website. All of those things. And I'll speak to you soon. Take care.